0: Be sure to listen all the way through our podcast, because Bill and Cameron will also have a special segment involving superheroes, and we'll tell you all about an awesome new book. If you like our podcast, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud. Are you ready to have fun? Let's start the Super Sleuth Podcast.
1: Episode... Number one of season four. But before we begin, we need to talk a little bit about episode 10 from season three. And the person that we featured was?
2: Mary Shelley.
1: Yes. And the book was, or is, She Made a Monster, How Mary Shelley Created Frankenstein by Lynn Fulton and illustrated by Felicita Sayla.
2: And now we're going to go over the vocabulary words from the last episode. So the first vocabulary word was galvani. And galvani is a noun. And it is an, an, an Italian physician who discovered animal electricity when muscles of dead frogs twitched when struck by the electrical spark.
1: The second word we were looking for was locket, which is uh, a noun, and the definition is a small ornamental case typically made of gold or silver worn around a person's neck on a chain used to hold things of sentimental value such as a photograph or lock of hair.
2: And the last vocabulary word is bulging, which is an adjective, And it means swell or protrude to an unnatural extent. So those were the vocabulary words from last episode.
1: So let us talk about the superhero that you were working with on last season, Cameron.
2: So the superhero um, from the last episode was none other than Captain Underpants. So if you guessed Captain Underpants, that is the correct answer.
1: Great. Captain Underpants. All right. Are you excited about this new uh, season, Cameron?
2: Yes, I am. Four seasons in and we are still Here we go.
1: Season four. And we will begin, actually Cameron will begin, with the first clue.
2: That's right. Clue number one. I was born in 1954 in Kosciuszko, Mississippi, to a teenage mother on my grandparents' farm. Here I lived for the first six years of my life. I was named after a lady in the Bible. (laughs) Clue number one. I was born in 1954 in Kosciuszko, Mississippi, to a teenage mother on my grandparents' farm. Here I lived for the first six years of my life. I was named after a lady in the Bible.
1: Clue number two, I could memorize Bible verses easily and began reciting them at her church. And at the age of three, as I grew older, I recited other churches, longer passages from the Bible, sometimes poems or sermons written by famous ministers. I was nicknamed the preacher. Clue number two, I could memorize Bible verses easily and began reciting them at her church at the age of three. As I grew older, I recited at other churches longer passages from the Bible, sometimes poems or sermons, written by famous ministers. I was nicknamed the preacher.
2: Clue number three. My grandmother made most of my clothes from potato sacks, and our food came from what was raised on the farm. Our house had no indoor plumbing, no bathroom or running water, so water came from a nearby well for drinking and doing dishes. On Saturdays, it was hauled and heated on the stove and poured into a tin tub for bathing. Clue number three. My grandmother made most of my clothes from potato sacks, and our food came from what was raised on the farm. Our house had no indoor plumbing, no bathroom or running water, so water came from a nearby well for drinking and doing dishes. On Saturdays, it was hauled and heated on the stove and poured into a tin tub for bathing.
1: Clue number four. I was taught to read and write by my grandmother from the Bible. When I started kindergarten, I wrote a note to my teacher saying, I do not think I belong here. The teacher and principal agreed and moved me up to first grade. (laughs) Clue number four. I was taught to read and write by my grandmother from the Bible. When I started kindergarten, I wrote a note to my teacher saying, I do not think I belong here. The teacher and principal agreed and moved me up to first grade.
2: Clue number five. In 1960, my mother wanted me to live with her and my two siblings in Milwaukee. During this time, I was abused by my cousin at the age of nine. (laughs) Clue number five. In 1960, my mother wanted me to live with her and my two siblings in Milwaukee. During this time, I was abused by my cousin at the age of nine.
1: Clue number six. In middle school, a teacher helped me get into the Upward Bound program and attended an affluent high school. Here I thought out of place because I did not have the money, clothes, or a luxurious home. So I rebelled by stealing money from my mother and running away. As a result, my mother sent me to live with my father Vernon in Nashville. They welcomed me, but they soon discovered I had a big secret. I was pregnant and gave birth to a baby boy who died a short time after birth. Clue number six. In middle school, a teacher helped me get into the Upward Bound program and attend an affluent high school. Here I felt out of a place because I did not have the money, clothes, or a luxurious home. So I rebelled by stealing money from my mother and running away. As a result, my mother sent me to live with my father Vernon in Nashville. They welcomed me, but they soon discovered I had a big secret. I was pregnant and gave birth to a baby boy who died a short time after birth.
2: Clue number seven, they insisted I turn my life around and each week I had to learn 20 new vocabulary words and every two weeks had to read five new books and write reports on them. I liked books about strong women, Helen Keller, Harriet Tubman, Sodrona Truth, and Maya Angelou who overcame big obstacles. (laughs) Clue number seven. They insisted I turn my life around and each week I had to learn 20 new vocabulary words and every two weeks had to read five new books and write reports on them. I liked books about strong women like Helen Keller, Harriet Tubman, Sojourner Truth, and Maya Angelou, who overcame big obstacles.
1: Clue number eight. In high school I became an honor student and joined a club for public speaking, and continued to recite Bible verses and poems and sermons at churches all around Nashville. In 1971, I was chosen to represent the state of Tennessee at the White House Conference on Youth, which was held in Colorado. Clue number eight. In high school, I became an honor student and joined a club for public speaking and continued to recite Bible verses and poems and sermons at churches all around Nashville. In 1971, I was chosen to represent the state of Tennessee at the White House Conference on Youth, which was held in
2: Colorado. Clue number nine. John Hendelberg of radio station WVOL Asked me to represent the station at Miss Fire Prevention Pageant, which won, which I won, being the first African American in Nashville to do so. They were so impressed they offered me a job reading the news on the air after school and on weekends. I was seventeen. <laughs> Clue number nine: John Hendo- Hendelberg of Radio Station Wvol asked me to represent the station at the Miss Fire Prevention Pageant, which I won, being the first African-American in Nashville to do so. They were so impressed, they offered me a job reading the news on air after school and on the weekends. I was 17.
1: Clue number 10. In college, I studied speech and drama and dreamed of becoming an actress. I also won the Miss Black Nashville and Miss Black Tennessee pageant. And in 1973, at the age of 19, I was offered a job as co-anchor on the evening news on a local TV station. Clue number 10. In college, I studied speech and drama and dreamed of becoming an actress. I also won the Miss Black Nashville and the Miss Black Tennessee pageants. And in 1973, at the age of 19, I was offered a job as co-anchor on the evening news on a local TV
2: station. Clue number 11. At the age of 22, I was offered a reporter and news anchor job at WJZ-TV in Baltimore, where I met my lifelong friend Gail King. After a rocky start, I was asked to co-host a morning talk show with Richard Scherer, which lasted five years. (laughs) Clue number 11. At the age of 22, I was offered a reporter and news anchor job at WJZ-TV in Baltimore, where I met my lifelong friend, Gail King. After a rocky start, I was asked to co-host a morning talk show with Richard Scherer, which lasted five years.
1: Clue number 12. In 1984, I moved to Chicago to host an AM Chicago, and within two years, the show bears my name. In 1986, I founded Harpo Productions, which is my first name spelled backwards. Who am I? Clue number 12. In 1984, I moved to Chicago to host A.M. Chicago, and within two years, the show bears my name. In 1986, I founded Harpo Productions, which is my first name spelled backwards. Who am I? And now it's time for the vocabulary. Don't forget that all the vocabulary words are in the clues that we have just given you. And Mr. Kamen is wide awake and ready to give us the first vocabulary word.
2: That's right. The first vocabulary word is a noun, and it means a thing that blocks one's way or prevents or hinders progress. Once again, the first vocabulary word is a noun, and it means a thing that blocks one's way or prevents or hinders progress.
1: The second vocabulary word, actually, it's two words. We're looking for a noun, which means a familiar or humorous name given to a person or thing instead of or as well as the real name. We're looking for two words. It's a noun, a familiar or humorous name given to a person or thing, instead of, or as well as, the real name.
2: The last word is an adjective, and it means extremely comfortable, elegant, or enjoyable, especially in a way that involves great expense. The last vocabulary word is an adjective, and it means extremely comfortable, elegant, or enjoyable, Especially in a way that involves great expense.
1: Very good. And now, as usual, Cameron has on his superhero shirt. So we're going to—he's going to give you a clue. Let's go, Cameron.
2: All right. So the first clue is: um, these superheroes are a part of a group, and there's four of them. Um, And the four of them are named after Renaissance painters. Um, They are teenagers, and they learn their karate moves from a rat. So those are the clues. Whoa, good ones. Um, Great
1: way to start. And now we are finished episode one. Season four. Feels good, doesn't it, Cameron? It does feel good. Yes. We welcome you. And would you like to tell people how, again, they can hear us?
2: Yes. So if this is your first time listening to our podcast, we have three seasons already that have been uploaded to SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically anywhere where you can listen to a podcast, um, we are there. So, if you would like to check out our previous season episodes, um, if you search the CLC Super Soup podcast, you will find us. If you would like to get in contact with us, um, we have an email. And the email that you can use to get in contact with us is, and this is all lowercase, it is frostbergclc at gmail.com. So, once again, that is frostbergclc at gmail.com if you would like to get in contact with us. Um, And you can email us with suggestions for future people. Um, You can email us with questions that you may have. And you can also email us with your answers as to who the mystery person is and what the vocabulary words are. Um, And we also have a website, which is located at www.frostburg.com edu slash clc and if you go there um on the left hand side you will see something that says clc podcast and if you click on that you will get additional information about our podcast um so feel free to reach out and like i said if this is your first time listening um make sure you go back and listen to our other episodes from our previous seasons
1: thank you cameron just one addition and at, at the end of the clues, which are Cameron just told you, you can find them on our on the CLC website. We have a, something called FYI, and that's for additional information that we could not, did not have time to put into the clues. So the, for the last person that we just did, there are 15 different FY references for the teacher or for an adult at your family. Thank you for joining us.